Central of Omaha adds reverse mortgage funding talent to their reverse mortgage division. Our monthly installment of Reverse Market Insights Market Minute with John McHugh. Lawmaker would end property taxes for those who have paid off their mortgages and a word of caution, just because it's a story, take it with a grain of salt. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of January 23rd. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Mutual of Omaha's reverse mortgage division has hired more than a dozen former employees of the now bankrupt lender reverse mortgage funding. In its report, Reverse Mortgage Daily notes that Mutual of Omaha is the seventh largest wholesale reverse mortgage lender in the nation with 834 wholesale loans in the prior 12 months and 4,900 originations. Mark O'Neill was named Senior Vice President of Wholesale at Mutual of Omaha after spending nine years at RMF. And O'Neill began as a regional account manager in 2013 and also served as the national wholesale and agent sales leader before RMF closed with bankruptcy. Mutual's other talent acquisitions include Jamie Gerard, who joined the company from RMF, where he served as a relationship management leader, Laura Behenek, Brian Bosha, John Burrich, Dylan Cohen, Brandy Edwards, Daniel Gleed, Peter Clueless, Anissa Palmatier, and Jamie Scott. RMD reports that in total, 16 employees with a specialty in wholesale lending transitioned to Mutual of Omaha. And that tells us that Mutual of Omaha is confident in the future growth of reverse mortgage lending. O'Neill said in a statement that the hires helped Mutual of Omaha demonstrate its commitment to the reverse mortgage space. This is a well-run organization with veteran support staff, a sales-friendly culture, and the most recognizable brand in our industry. Mutual of Omaha Mortgage's president of reverse mortgage lending, Alex Pistone, said, At Mutual of Omaha, we strongly believe in the reverse mortgage product and the solution it provides, which is why we are investing for the future. The way Representative Rachel Jones see it, once you've paid off your house, you should not have to worry about property taxes. So begins a column in Tucson.com. The first-term Republican lawmaker from Tucson acknowledged there are many practical questions with a proposed legislation, including who would or should get the tax break, and her plan probably needs some amendments to get any traction. Representative Jones said that the proposed legislation is philosophical. It's awful that you're charged taxes on something you own, she said. She said it would be like buying a couch and paying sales tax and then having to pay some sort of fee just for possessing it. And she said her focus is even narrower. My main heart issue behind are those, especially elderly folks, who are on a fixed income who lose their homes. I just talked with a constituent whose uncle lost his home last year because of this very issue. That's just unacceptable. However, there is one hurdle that remains, and that is the proposed legislation does not include any means testing based on one's income. Representative Jones demurred, saying, that's one thing I don't like about it, especially with all the Californians moving in, referring to those who have enough money to purchase a home outright with no mortgage. That's not ultimately my mission to accomplish at all. Now, there is one issue. Some who take out a reverse mortgage and use the equity in their home to be able to stay and pay other bills, as written, those would go from paying no property taxes at all to once again having an annual bill. 
Property tax charges are especially painful for older residents of Arizona, with Pima County having one of the highest property tax rates in the state. And this week, we bring you our monthly segment of Reverse Market Insights, Market Minute with John McHugh to learn more about reverse mortgage origination trends. What can we expect and where have we been? John, take it away. Thanks, Shannon. Just as a quick reminder to all the listeners, the data we'll be referencing today comes from the most recent detailed HUD endorsement data, which for this month is for November of 2022. This data incorporates all companies, whether they are approved with FHA for reverse mortgages or not. So if you've been listening to my segment for the past couple of months, you know I've been referencing this roller coaster ride we've all been on with its ups and its downs. And last month we went up from September, but unfortunately in November, we took another dip. November's endorsements were down 6.6% from October. In fact, we ended November with 3,272 endorsements. The good news is that 77% of these loans were new equity takeout and only 17% were Heckman to Heckman refinances. I say good news because this allocation of loan types is a sustainable model for the industry and it's one that will help the industry grow in the long run. However, as we now have six months of case number issuance data, it would seem we are right in that 3500 to about 3700 number for new equity takeout each month. With case numbers for new equity takeout trending downwards, this is one reason why in December we actually saw endorsements drop below the 3000 mark for the first time in quite some time. But we'll talk more about that next month and how the year ended as a whole. As for the top 10 lenders for November, we had three that were up on the month. Liberty was up 27%, Longbridge was up 3%, and Fairway was up 2%. Stay tuned as this list continues to change and evolve in the coming months as companies like RMF and Finance of American Mortgage drop off. In short, 2022 has seen it all with historically high and unfortunately very low endorsement numbers. We've seen as high as around 50% of volume for Heckam to Heckam refinances, down to November's number of around 17% of volume for Heckam to Heckam refinance. We've had a major lender file for bankruptcy and others do some consolidations. Tune in next month to hear what the overall volume number ended up for, uh, for 2022, who were the final top 10 lenders and so much more. Thank you, John. And in our last story, a word of caution, just because it's a story here on the Heckam World Weekly podcast, you want to take it with a grain of salt. Last week, we covered an article from the San Francisco Gate by mortgage broker John Holmgrim, in which he recounts how two clients of his used a jumbo reverse mortgage to help offset any possible sequence of returns risk. That is to avoid drawing down their investments when the market is down and then allow those investments a higher account value that would participate when the market begins to recover. But what is not mentioned in the article is that those investment returns would have to exceed the compounding negative amortization based on a higher interest rate that is found in a jumbo or proprietary reverse mortgage. An interest rate that would be higher than the federally insured home equity conversion mortgage. So I want to clarify that we do not endorse, nor do we promote the strategies that we do share on this podcast. We leave that up to you, our listening audience. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Don't forget, Apple users, you can listen and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And this week, we bring you part two of our exclusive interview with Lauren Riddick. You can find that at heckamworld.com. 
Have a great and productive week.